Welcome to the State of Chiropractic Podcast. This is presented by the Chiropractic Defense Council, and I am your host, Baron Hoig, and I am thrilled you've joined us today. In the chiropractic profession, we understand the importance of staying informed, staying connected, and staying inspired. That's actually why we created this podcast. It's a platform dedicated to exploring the defense of chiropractic and how it affects your ability to serve the communities that you live in. In each episode, we're gonna dive deep into the latest issues surrounding the profession, industry trends, legislative developments that have shaped the landscape of our profession. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews with renowned experts, practitioners, and advocates who are driving innovation and positive change within our profession. Our mission at the Chiropractic Defense Council is to provide a voice for chiropractors everywhere, defending your rights, promoting patient-centered care, and championing the value of chiropractic in the healthcare ecosystem. Through this podcast, we aim to educate, empower, and organize the chiropractic community. So whether you're a seasoned chiropractor looking to expand your knowledge or an ally of the profession, you're in the right place. We are here to share insights, debunk myths, and spark meaningful conversations that will shape the future of the profession. Before we begin, a special thank you to our incredible profession who make this podcast possible. Your commitment is truly commendable, and we could not do it without you. So... Get ready to embark on an enlightening journey as we explore the state of chiropractic. Together, we'll uncover untold stories, discover groundbreaking research, and delve into the fascinating world of chiropractic. And don't forget to subscribe to the State of Chiropractic podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Also, stay connected with us through our website and social media channels where you can share your thoughts, ask questions, suggest topics for future episodes. So thank you again for joining us today. Now let's dive into the world of chiropractic and embrace the limitless possibilities it holds. Welcome to the State of Chiropractic podcast. All right, everybody, I have been looking forward to this interview. So many of you watching this, even if you're in other parts of the world, uh, should be familiar with the term foot levelers. Obviously, they've been a major player in the chiropractic industry for, I think, going on 70 years, I think, is when your dad started, if I I remember correctly. Um, and, and you guys are international. Um, obviously you've been leading the orthotic, uh, footprint for a very long time. Um, but that's really not what I want to talk about. I don't, I don't really want to talk about the, the actual company and your mission. You do that on a number of different podcasts and interviews. Um, but we're privileged today to be talking to Kent Greenwald, who is now the chairman and CEO. Uh, but you're so much more than that. You're involved in so many different things across the profession. Um, and, and that's really what I'm excited to talk with you about. So those of you that, that aren't aware of Kent, um, you're get, you're in for a treat today because the man is, uh, he's a myth and a legend for sure. But uh, I mean, Maybe I'll say more infamous than anything, but uh, boy, are you kind? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but thank you so much for carving out some time to be with us today, Kent. My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm delighted to be here, and I'm very excited about this uh, this way to communicate to so many of the people that follow you and. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So the purpose of this podcast is really to talk about the work that's being done in the profession of chiropractic. So obviously there, there's a lot to talk about your r- role with really growing and evolving. You're kind of like the BJ Palmer of, of foot levelers, you know, you, you didn't start it, but you took it, you developed it, you grew it, made it what it is today. And now you've handed it off to your daughter, which is absolutely incredible as she's now president and she will hopefully do, do the same thing. Doing um, a great job. 
Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. Um, but I want to talk really about your vision, right? You've, because of the success of your organization and because of the support that you've shown the profession in a number of different ways, not just monetarily, but just by su supplying support, working a lot with state associations, you were one of the first organizations to really support state associations by providing speakers, giving them means for revenue, right. different things like that. You guys kind of pioneered that for other vendors in the space. But kind of share with me, Kent, why, where did that come from? Where does this desire that you have? Because you are so good at being involved with things, but not putting your face on the stage. Like there, you've been one of the biggest philanthropists in chiropractic, but people don't know who you are as far as a street level Cairo. So tell me where that comes from. Why, why have you been so committed to this vision that you have of growing this amazing profession and, and why you do what you do? Well, it's very easy, Baron. It's personal. And the reason it's personal is because when my father uh, in World War II went to go overseas, uh, he did the standard uh, inoculations, the standard physical exam that you do when you, when you do that, when you get in the military. He got some bad vaccine. He killed 150 people, and he was fortunate to live. Uh, they put him in an iron lung. He told me that he prayed to die because he couldn't move. He was paralyzed. And after a certain period of time, my grandmother took him to a chiropractor. And it was one of those miracles of chiropractic. They carried him in and with help, he walked out. And so when I say it's personal, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. So my father said, when he was praying to die, and he says, okay, if I live, I'll dedicate my life to whatever saves me. And he did. Hmm. And, and me growing up uh, in Dubuque, Iowa, in a little river town, 60,000 people, I heard it over and over again about the miracles of chiropractic. Palmer College had a station, WOC, the wonders of chiropractic. That's what it stood for, as you know. Mm -hmm. And... It just is in my DNA. We were raised that you tithe, that you give money back, you give at least 10% or more that you can do. And it's always been that way. So it's a DNA, how you were raised, that type of thing. But that's just the background. Try to answer your question. Yeah. Okay. But it's very personal. And when I started full-time, I started coming when I was seven, making the kit boxes, okay, mm -hmm. like a pizza box. But when I started in 1979, the first thing I wanted to do was to try to give back. And I got on FCER, which is no longer the Foundation for Chiropractic Education Research, which is now no longer in existence. But I was the chairman of their business and industry campaign. We raised $60,000, which was unheard of way back then in 1979 dollars. Yeah. But from there, we did what you said about the about raising, uh, about helping the COXA and the various uh, chiropractic associations, which is now as Cairo Congress. But whether it was a school, a state association, a national association, an international association, uh, a project, build a building, do a scholarship, fund a research chair, we were the first ones to ever do that with Northwestern College. The bottom line is we were all in and uh, I have an I have a saying: you're either in or you're out. Right. Well, we're in. We're in big, 
And this was our 70th anniversary this past year, Baron. And we, Don Peterson did a story on this and he wanted to know how much we had contributed over the years. <laughs> well, my goodness, that was a project just to try to find out. I was going to say that, that's, that's a, that's a big lift. <laughs> it was the number surprised me. 34 million. Wow. And 34 million as of a year ago. Because a year ago in August is when we had our seventh anniversary yeah. celebration. So so when I say we're in, we're in, but that's the commitment part. But I think you wanted to talk about, okay, you're committed, but what are you doing about it? And yeah. you know, what what's the profession doing? Is that correct or yeah, so I Is do that want that, but I'm going to caveat because I know the pessimists that listen to this stuff, and we have a lot of pessimists in chiropractic that that they, they always want to try to find someone's uh, you well, know, ulterior motive. That. We're going to change that. Yeah, we are going to change that. But I want to be very clear that it, and and this is going to lead into this next question. You didn't, you sure. don't just give money. Like it's very easy for a company to just write a check. It's a tax write off. You know, we've all done it. Anyone that's successful, we do it. Whether it's small town in our little towns with little leagues, or sure. whether it's on a large scale mm -hmm. like what you're doing. So it's very easy, literally, to just write a check. But one thing that since my time, I've been in the industry for 26 years and and been around and known about you and the way you work for the last 16, um, you guys don't just give for the sake of giving. You always tie it to an action and you're calling for others to participate in the midst of it, right? Really creating and organizing. And that's what's very different about you. And, and now that I understand a little bit more of your backstory, it makes sense to me why you do that. But yeah, so money is one thing and it's necessary. Obviously we're funded by contributors sure. needed to do the work that we do. But why, where did it come from for you to like, okay, we're giving, but that's not enough. Like we're doing more because everything from you creating the foundation for chiropractic progress to all those other things, mm -hmm. you've just done so much. Where, where did that mindset come from? Well, the, the idea, again, I learned a little from my father, how he would help fundraise and now he would get doctors together in a room and say let's do this or let's match that or whatever so one of the things that i've used that has been very helpful to get people aware and to have them participate is to challenge them and the, the again this is money but it also breeds participation mm -hmm. and to challenge them for example we've done many 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 challenge grants with colleges and state associations and and local groups and everything to try to get people to participate. But we've also done it with time. How can you get in? How can you get involved? How can you make a difference? Because, you know, Baron, when someone is younger, they really want to succeed in life, generally. Mm -hmm. And they want to work hard, accomplish things. They want to get through school. Maybe they become a chiropractor, possibly to get married. They have a family. And they make a mark for themselves. You get a little older and you want to leave a mark. That's right. You don't want to make one. You want to leave one. How can I leave the place a little bit better than the way I found it? So good. May I, may I tell a little story here? Please, please. Okay. Well, I told you earlier <clears throat> that I was raised in Dubuque, Iowa. And... Uh, I was very close to my father and I would actually go to the office with him when I was a little kid. I had very strict parental guidance that I had to keep my mouth shut and behave, but I would go with him. And I also saw 
phone calls being made at the home at night from patients that, that maybe needed his help. And I also saw him get up in the middle of the night or go or go on a weekend or something to make a house call. Imagine that, a house call. Yeah, okay. imagine that, right? So my, my mother was a big worry ward. This is his story. And I lived in Dubuque, Iowa. There's Mississippi River there. And she thought I was going to drown. She always worried about how's Kent going to do. So she said, you have to take swimming lessons or I won't let you play by the river. Okay, so I go to the YMCA. That's where I could get a swimming lesson. And they're calling off the, the role. You know, Susan, Baron, Kent, Greenwald. The teacher goes, this is a swimming teacher now, grown woman. Greenwald. Oh, yeah, your dad's the quack. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm seven years old. I said, oh, yeah. no, no, no. My, my dad isn't a quack. My dad is a chiropractor. She said, oh, yeah, quack. Unbelievable. Baron, at that minute, don't ever tell me children don't remember. Oh, yeah. At that, at that minute, at age seven, I said to myself, someday, I'm going to try to change this. Hmm. And that was the absolute catalyst, guaranteed, swear on a Bible, that got me at a point in time 20 years ago. Wow. To find to found the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, and I couldn't be happier with the progress they've made. Mm. The billions of positive impressions, the Olympic commercials. You know, our Olympic commercial was so good in Tokyo that we bought 15 spots from NBC, and they gave us 10 more free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't ever it's, happen, it's right? Well, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, really incredible. So. So the the catalyst was at a very young age. The the, uh, the mother the the instructor is saying that my father was a quack. I mo- I lived a, I lived with that a long time, and I said to myself, there will never be a time if I have anything to say about it, that some little boy or girl in school, at a swimming lesson, or anywhere will have anybody say to them, "Your dad's a quack. Your That's mother's amazing. a quack." Forget that, it. That's incredible. We're gonna we're gonna change that. Yeah, and you that's guys it. are. That's the deal. Yeah, and I'll be the first. You know, I, I've said this in, in other platforms. Even when I interview Dr. Sherry, you know, I, I've I'm a loudmouth. I, I always have been. I, I've always been someone that <laughs> doesn't. I am. I, I I call a spade a spade, and I'm very passionate. Um, I fell in love with chiropractic back in 1995, and I've been on a very similar. I had that that pivotal point for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like this profession is so amazing, but it's like so unorganized and so backwards and so, you know, incestual that like, we've, we've got to fix this because it's so amazing. So I've been very passionate and I'm a street guy, man. That's just, that's just my thing. I'm, I'm an undereducated moron that is very passionate and and willing to, you know, stick my neck out there. And so, you know, there were times when things were happening in the profession and, and it didn't make sense to me, I would be vocal about it. And I, I remember a pivotal time with you. It was, it was, I'll never forget it. We've always, I feel anyway, we've always had a mutual respect for each other. Um, and, and, uh, but there was a time that I didn't understand what the foundation was doing. And, and, you know, you guys were trying to raise money and I'm like, I, I can't connect the dots. Like I, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what's going on. And obviously I'm very naive. I'm outside. I don't know everything that's going on, but I'm running my mouth. Cause that's typically what I did. Um, but I will tell you, Kent, and I say this, you know, with everything that I am, 
I am blown away with what you guys are doing right now. I, Dr. Sherry was one of the best hires you guys could have ever made. Her personality and her ability to work with people and to cut through the mud and get to the source, your your the people, your contractors you have, your other team. And I've spent a lot of time talking and digging and making sure, because if I endorse something, it's because I've done my due diligence. That's why I'm so sure. vocal, because I typically know, at least believe I know what I'm talking about. But I... I I could not be more impressed and I am so happy to support and push and work alongside of an organization like that. Um, you know, we, many know, you know, we're, we're working together in, in, in other countries in Australia and New Zealand and in Canada. And we're, we're really finding where we're facing issues of telling the chiropractic story. The foundation is the perfect fix for that. And so I want to bring the foundation to these areas, these countries where censorship has happened. And you guys have been so incredible at, at really bringing those resources and, and blowing people away because they just don't know. And so it's been a phenomenal collaboration, which is kind of my new favorite word is collaborating with anybody and everybody to grow chiropractic. Sure. And uh, so, so, yeah, it's for those of you that haven't, Go to f4cp.org, go to the website. The, the material is incredible. There's everything from videos to social media, to white papers, to flyers, to everything. Um, it's an unbelievable return on investment, which is exactly what you're doing. You're investing in communicating the message of chiropractic. And you wanna talk about splitting a penny. I mean, you guys have have split a penny 150,000 different ways to get reach on every dollar you spend. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a huge fan. So thank you for that. Thank you for that vision. I'm very, very thankful for that swimming teacher. We need people like that, right? We, we do, because if we don't have those pivotal moments, we don't create great uh, she, things like this. So she it's was certainly uh, a motivator, I'll tell you that. And if yeah. I, let me just add to what you said. Yeah. The mission, the mission for the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress is very, very simple. Positive press for chiropractic. That's it. Yep. Now, now you talked about a, uh, uh, the splitting a penny. Here's a fact. There's, a, there, there's some awards that are given out by the uh, public relations industry. Okay. And one of them was Hermes. You know, they make the, the very expensive handbags and mm -hmm. all those things that we, if we're with a woman, we kind of, we kind of worry about what it's going to cost <laughs> right. to come out Look of it. Look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very, very, it's very, very high end. They had a uh, an award ceremony. And the, the one that won was Caterpillar. Mm. Okay. Billions and billions of dollars of, uh, of money. Mm -hmm. And they were doing a goodwill initiative. Second place went to an outfit called McKinsey. And those of you that are in business or whatever know that McKinsey is one of the foremost, if not the best, uh, business consulting firm in the world. Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. They got second place. The Foundation for Chiropractic Progress tied them. We got second place. Wow. Now think of this. This is a David and Goliath. Yeah. Our budget is $1.2 a year, 100000 a month. Okay. That's all we have. That's not a lot of money to no, do. No, not in do. the world of marketing. That, no, that's a, a, a nothing. Yeah. We tied McKinsey, a multi-billion, billion dollar entity with some of the smartest people in the world that work for it. And they charge them yeah. when they consult for you. So I'm pretty proud. And there's a whole bunch of these awards and things that, that we've achieved over the years. Uh, but the bottom line is, we're doing well, not by looking in the mirror and saying, oh, way to go, you're doing well. Right. 
we're recognized by NBC and people that do these awards and these other things that, hey, you know, MDs used to hang up on us. We'd go to call them about something. They call us now. Mm -hmm. Do you know there's a hospital in Ohio? And you're, yep. don't you live in Ohio? There's a, there's a hospital in Ohio. I can't say the city. I, I wish I could remember. I'd tell you. But they have our FC, F4CP pamphlets. And if someone comes in with back pain, they say, you shouldn't see us. Go see a chiropractor. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's what it should be. Yeah. So I just wanted to take a little segue and tell you that. That, yeah. that when you said about how we pinch the pennies, you bet we do. But so, one thing we can do. But one thing we can do that I appreciate you saying is that at our 70th, at our 20th anniversary celebration at the FCA National Convention, I pledged a million dollars to the foundation, but I also pledged another million between now and the end of the year that I would match. So if we can do this, Baron, we can raise $3 million. Yeah. The million I gave, no strings. The million I challenged. So if any of your listeners want to double whatever they do at F4CP.com, I'll match yeah. up to a million. And so it's a double hit. I just want to throw that in. No, that's that's incredible because that leads me into the last thing I want to talk about with you. And that's because I deal with the same issue. You you, you know, the foundation and, and the one chiropractic are very similar in that we stick to our lane. We're very laser focused in what we do. You guys are just committed to positive impressions for chiropractic. We are right. just committed to defending the rights of chiropractors. Like we don't, we're not an all encompassing organization, right? We're very laser, which is why we can work so well together when we have do, the opportunity. Do one thing well, right? Do That's one exactly thing well. right. That's exactly right. And so, but that's so unique in chiropractic, right? In chiropractic, you typically have organizations that try to be everything to everyone, just like most chiropractors try to be everything to everybody rather than specializing in something that they're passionate about. It's been, it's been, I mean, it's a positive, but it's also a negative. It's limited our ability to really cause significant change because it's very hard to be great at everything. It just is. And, and so we're in an industry where participation is very limiting. We only, I think, and this is off cuff, I haven't looked at it in, a, in a, probably sure, about a year, sure. but we have six states that actually have more than 50% membership in their state association. We have arguably two national associations in the United States that combined have less than 10% of the licensed chiropractors as members of that organization. We don't do well at organizing. It's just it's just a reality. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not criticizing anyone. It's just sure, a reality. Sure. But when one of the things we're trying to do within One Chiropractic, and it's the very same thing I believe with the foundation, is imagine if a bunch of people just did a little bit. Right. Just just a mm -hmm. little bit. Right. So we have sure. arguably 82,000 chiropractors in the United States that are licensed. If if, you know, on our math, because we, we ask people for thirty three dollars a month that based on the thirty three principles, that's that's just our only real way to. I mean, you can give anything you want, but that's our only ask is, is people doing thirty three. Our goal is to get ten thousand people giving us thirty three dollars a month around the world. The math on that goes to about three point six million a year. And that's just an individual giving less than one patient visit a month. Imagine if they gave one patient visit a month to us, one patient visit a month to the foundation, one patient visit a month to their state association. So they're giving less money cumulatively than what they probably are right now. But because everybody is doing it, we're funded to a level that we're capable of doing something amazing, right? 
it, that's that's like the visions from your perspective. Like, doesn't that make sense? It, it, it makes total sense. And let me try to explain it to our audience a little different. First off, I know that in the audience we have, you're being probably hit up or talked to by a lot of organizations locally, in your state, nationally. But let me explain how I view what Baron just said. If you took the $33 to your organization, the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, and a state association or something else, but there were three entities, mm -hmm. that's about $100, isn't it? That's $1,200 a year. I would not look at it if I was in the field practicing as a $1,200 expense. I would look at it as what I would call something very simple. Practice insurance. Hmm. Ah, very good. I think, I think you have to look at these things as practice insurance. We wouldn't have a car without it. We wouldn't have a home without it. Many of us wouldn't have a life without insurance. Yes, we can say we're insurance poor and we have all these things, but your practice, this profession is the lifeblood of what you do, what you are, for you and your family, and it's nothing. It's so small, but it's so big. Mm. Look at it as practice insurance. Forget about it's a this, it's a that, it's a whatever. Look at it as practice insurance, how I can continue to do the things I love, help the people that I know I can help. It's wonderful. Yeah. And 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 I want to say one other thing, if I can, and I'm not trying to be a mic hog here. No, go ahead. Is that okay? No, this is your interview. <laughs> well, the well, the foundation did some studies relative to uh, opioids, and I wrote a paper that was published in the Journal of Compensation Benefits. That's the journal that the HR professionals for the big corporations read, and the HR professionals always want to know a way to get the best bang for their buck and how to help healthcare. And you can better believe that my entire article talked about why they need to include chiropractic in a bigger way than whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. But here's what I wanted to share with you. A number of years back, there were 197 million prescriptions written for opioids. Now it's probably at least 200 million or more. Yeah. 20% of those prescriptions were written for back pain. 20% of that 20% became addicted to opioids. And every year we know that if you've ever been to Yankee Stadium or a big professional mm -hmm. stadium, it holds around 60,000 people. Every year that many die. Now, if those people went to a chiropractor, and not to an MD. And look, everybody in healthcare has their purpose, but they also have their specialty and what they're good at. And we're good at the back pain issues. If we could get those patients to see us and not take the opioid prescription and not get addicted and not die, I'm telling you, we are saving lives. Mm -hmm. And if your audience there, if you ever have a day where you wake up and you say, gee, I wonder, you know, I'm having a bad day. I wonder if I'm doing the right thing or whatever. Let me tell you, <laughs> you are, you're saving lives. And you know what? 
we can't say I saved that one and I saved that one, but I guarantee you, you are. So yeah. look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm a hero. Hmm. I'm a hero. I just want to say that. I love it. Well, that's a great way to finish this up. And I can't, I can't, again, I can't thank you enough for your time today. I know you're crazy busy. So for you to give me a few minutes is, is a, is an honor and a privilege and thank you again for your heart and, and for your mission. I am so excited to continue to serve alongside of you for many years to come in, in growing and embracing this amazing opportunity to grow chiropractic. So thank you so much uh, for who you are, what you do. Um, those of you watching, make sure that uh, if you want to know more about what we're talking about, if maybe you're unfamiliar with the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, go to F4, the number four, not typed out, but the actual number, CP, F4CP.org and check it out. It's it's an amazing organization. Um, and I'm excited to work alongside of them on a number of different projects around the world. So Dr. Greenwald, thank you. So I call you doctor because people call me doctor all the time. It just is <laughs> natural when you're this passionate. So someday we'll get thank honorary you. doctorates. I, I, I'm choosing to believe. <laughs> well, I, I've got I've got a couple of them, but we just, you just call me Kent. Uh, right. <laughs> well, fair enough, my so. friend. Thank you so much for your time and God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. And that brings us to the end of another enlightening episode of the State of Chiropractic Podcast brought to you by the Chiropractic Defense Council. I'm your host, Baron Hoig, and it's been a pleasure to delve into the world of chiropractic with you today. We hope that this episode has provided you with valuable insights and perspectives on the ever-evolving field of chiropractic. Our mission here at the Chiropractic Defense Council is to foster education, awareness, and advocacy for chiropractic professionals worldwide. And we're grateful to have you as part of this community. Remember, knowledge is power, and it's crucial to stay informed about the latest advancements, research, and legal developments in chiropractic. By empowering ourselves through knowledge, we can make informed decisions, advocate for our profession, and ultimately provide the best care possible to our patients. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the State of Chiropractic Podcast so that you'll never miss a future episode. We have a lineup of esteemed guests and, and thought leaders in the chiropractic community who will continue to share their expertise, offering you a well-rounded understanding of the profession. We'll also like to express our gratitude for our unwavering commitment of chiropractic contributors. Without your generous contributions, this podcast could not exist, nor could we do the work we're doing around the world. So this is a heartfelt thank you to all of you. Until next time, stay aligned, stay informed, and keep making a difference in the lives of those you serve. God bless.